Hi, and welcome to the podcast Budgeting Redefined, where we talk about budgeting, money, and some other fun stuff. Today is July 30th, 2019. I'm Drew Adams. And Dan C. Taller. And we together are the co-founders of Weekly, a budgeting app. Today we're going to talk about vacation spending. When has spending money on vacation brought more joy? And when has spending money on vacation brought you a worse experience? <laughs> and when have you spent a lot of money on candy on vacation? <laughs> Then we're going to talk about some of the interpersonal relationship dynamics of budgeting. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting topic. We're going to give you an update on our app updates, uh, some feature requests that we've heard from users, and we're going to read some user reviews, man. Yes. Lots of good stuff. And at some point, we're going to listen to Phil Collins in the air at night. <laughs> Get ready for that. So, welcome to Budgeting Redefined. How you doing, Dan? Doing well. So, it's July 30th, and I thought it would be fun this week to talk about vacations. I just got back from a vacation to Bald Head Island, which is off the coast of North Carolina, and it just got me thinking about vacation spending. Yeah, July's like the vacation month. Um, yeah, so um, I thought it would be fun to sort of talk about vacation spending, like when we spent money... And it enhanced the vacation. Mm -hmm. And have you ever spent money on a vacation and it made the experience <laughs> worse? Because I think I have like um, a couple of examples of that, especially on the other side, yeah. which is funny. I don't know why I would remember the things that made it worse easier than the things that made it better. But there you go. We, I think we, rem as humans, we remember pain more than happiness. Yeah. I've heard that you have to have like two good experiences yeah. to offset every one negative experience right um so anyway so can i tell you a couple of couple yeah. of the couple of things that happened that was <laughs> i hope there's no bad ones from this last trip but maybe there are well there are i mean there are there are there yeah. are okay but we won't start with the bad i'll just i'll do a funny one <laughs> okay okay so uh long story is that we my wife and i loosen the reins a little bit when it comes to the diets of the kids when we're on vacation. Yeah. Meaning we allow them to have sugar cereals in the morning, which is a real treat for them because we don't normally do that mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Just yeah. our personal choice. Right. Um, but another thing is that kind of got morphed into this thing where my son really wanted to have gummy bears. Like he was like, go get me some gummy bears from the thing from the store. And I was like, well, that's fun. But if I just go buy gummy bears off of the shelf at the candy rack, that's not the, quite the special experience that we want to have on a vacation. But they have a candy store on this bald head island, on this island that we're on, mm -hmm. island. And so um, I was like, we'll wait and we'll go to the to the candy store together. It'll make it even. It'll make it better. It'll make a better experience. So it just keeps building up over a couple of days. Like, it's like, well, we're going to go yeah. get the gummy bears. It's going to happen. Oh yeah. I know what that anticipation is like yeah. from the kids. Yeah. And so that's good. It's kind of yeah. good. I guess yeah. I'm excited, but they're, they're first thing in the morning. Gummy bears. <laughs> are we doing gummy bears today? <laughs> so, um, eventually I have all of the kids with me and I say, why don't we just go to the, to the candy store after we've had this other activity and we'll just get some, post-dinner dessert at the candy store or something mm -hmm. like that. It was before 8 o'clock. So we go to the candy store, and I have a number of, of kids, you know, as you know. 
So I have four of my kids and one of my kids has a friend there. So that's me and my wife. So we end up, we're seven people. Yeah. Right. We go into this candy store <laughs> and there's all these really fun candies. Like not, they have gummy bears, but they have gummy sharks. Uh huh. They have gummy army men. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking Like the green army men. Right. Those yeah. gummies. And then they have all these like delicious things you want to eat. I, I like chocolate covered raisins and I like, tur- you know, things called turtles, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? And so I was like, all right, everybody gets, everybody go and have some, have some candy, get a bag. But do you like, do you realize how quickly, like, first of all, the price per pound as they started grabbing bags, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not sure what the price per pound is on this candy that we're getting ready to load up here. It's like $15 a pound. Uh And it's really hard to measure that against like normal candy. Yeah, just putting it in a bag. All sorts of different, like chocolate and gummy and whatever stuff into a bag. Yeah, everything's going in now. Like, the kids are getting it from all these different... Yeah. (laughs) I didn't think this through. (laughs) They're getting it from different... They're putting it all together. It's fun. Yeah. Like, you get to try all these things you didn't try before. You put one piece of this and one piece of that, and you're putting it all in the same bag. And I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm going, okay, this is going to add up pretty quick because candy weighs a lot. (laughs) So anyway, everybody gets their stuff together, and I'm at this point. I'm like, okay, it's time to cut it off. Like you know, it's it, that's enough. Whatever you have in your bag yeah. right now, that's that's got to be it. And so everybody wraps up their bags and they put them on the scale. So what do you think I paid at the candy store for gummy bears? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have done this bulk candy shopping, so I would I would guess that it was under. $25. No. 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 Really? No. Nope. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> because like two pounds would be $30 and that is a significant amount of money. You gotta keep going, yeah. Okay, let me let me raise this thing real <laughs> Sorry, quick. I, I adjusted Dan's microphone so we make... There you go. There we go. How's that? That's better. Okay. So I would think you'd be under $25. Yeah, no, we were, we were not. Uh, were you under 40? No. 60? Yes, under 60. It was $45 for Whoa. at the candy store. Can you believe? Like that I could is... have bought everybody a Snickers and walked out oh, yeah, for, for under 10. 10 bucks. Yeah. Right? Easily. But the thing is this is the thing about vacation spending. It's about the memory. Yes. Yeah. Right? That they're going to and so later at the end of the vacation I'm asking my kids like what was the favorite experience on the yeah. island? And we did a lot of different things. I mean we did boogie boarding and uh, mm-hmm. we did crabbing and we rode on the golf carts and we rode bikes yeah we went up in, inside of a lighthouse we went out to eat like but one of the top three things that he came up with was going the to candy the candy store, store. yes so, so do you feel how did you feel when you spent the money and then how did you feel after your son said that that was a highlight so i felt a little like i'd overspent a little bit yeah and then i i felt better about it when i thought well let's say i had seven people at the ice cream store. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay three to five bucks for an ice cream cone times yeah. times seven. You're now at 30 bucks. Yeah. So I paid a $15 premium for yeah. this, but everybody got to try candy that they'd never tried before. Right. And had this experience together yeah. that we'd never had before. So yeah. it was like, okay, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm not, if you compare it to how you could have cheaply, you could have gotten off. Yeah. It, I, well, that's such a challenging thing. Just the other day we were at target. We bought this, um, shoe rack it was like $15 and I, we've had shoe racks before that were cheap and like, they just never worked out. But 
Anna was like, we just need something because we have so many kids shoes floating around. And so we take it to the front of the store and it's pretty heavy and we ring it up and it's like $65. Whoa. Yeah. And so the, just the jump between what we thought it was going to be and what it actually was. So we didn't end up buying it because like we didn't want to spend that much money. Yeah. But I can see if, if you're going into like a situation like buying candy or something and you have a number in your head and then it doesn't turn out to be that number. That can be shocking, yeah. <laughs> especially if you're committed. Like if you've got your kids and you've been building this up for three days, it's like you're going to pay the $45 for the candy. You can't back out of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the funny thing about this experience is it was gummy bears for one child. And then it became, yeah, everybody gets some candy. <laughs> um, so here's a, here's an example. So that wouldn't be an example of, I think, spending money that had a negative consequence on my, on my enjoyment of the vacation. But here's one that was not on this vacation, but one time I'm going down to Universal Studios with mm-hmm. with with one of my kids, and um, we get to Universal Studios. You pay pretty high premium just to get access to the park, and then you got to pay for parking, and then you get in, and then they, you're you are then asked to pay almost double the price or doubling the price of your ticket so that you can like not spend all day in line. Yeah, and that made spending that money on that. I had to because otherwise you spend two hours riding right. the rides you want to ride. And so you get in, what, three rides? Like, yeah. So you have to spend the extra money on top to be able to get to the what they call the Fast Pass, I think was the name of it. It may have an actually different name at Universal. But it's like that that spending that money made me made the experience worse. Yeah. I was like, this is a ripoff, right? And then yeah. you have to feel like that. Right. Then the whole time you just feel, yeah, ripped off. That's that's That is bad. Yeah. We've, we've been to uh, California a couple of times. One of the times we were there, we had a, a free day, and we decided to go out on one of these whale-watching boats. Okay. Right? And so <laughs> it was one of those times where the cost wasn't too crazy. I think it was like $60 or something for the four of us. But uh, the experience was pretty bad. We was were it? all like inside this boat, and I got like seasick after just a few minutes and we didn't see any whales. <laughs> it was like, right. okay, that was probably a little more than we wanted to pay for that kind of experience. But sometimes you don't know. And that's one of the things that's hard for me with traveling yeah. being risk averse is when you're traveling or you're doing new things, there's always costs that you don't anticipate. And sometimes you just have to pay them yeah. and you're kind of on the hook. Yeah. So here's an example where, I spent money and it made the experience better was my, my, my son who's small, didn't have a bike his size. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really ride the bigger bikes. And so to rent him a bike cost $30 a day and they would bring it to the house. Mm-hmm. That's $90. You can buy a good used kid's bike for $90, yeah. Yeah. right? You can, it's only three days of riding it. But I was like, well, he's, he, everyone else is riding. He's not getting a chance to ride. This yeah. is, I should, I should get him a chance to ride. So pay the 90 bucks. But then I see him ride around and yeah. around and around. And I see him go up the hills yes. and down the hills and really learning how to ride and how to explore the area. And I'm like, that was good money. Yeah, spent, totally. You know? I think of, uh, on vacation to manage some of those unexpected expenses, if you have money set aside going into it, recognizing that there's going to be some uh, unexpected costs can help al- alleviate the feeling that's like, oh, we, we, we weren't planning on spending this money and now we're... Yeah. We're spending a lot more. If you kind of have that going into it, that's like you've got some extra money that's just available. Yeah. Uh, I think that can, can ease the burden 
Because you, you never know. You could have spent the 90 bucks and your kid could have been bored with the bike. You, you know, you just <laughs> right. can't anticipate that. So it's good that in that case it worked out, it worked out. for the best. Here's a, here's a cheap, uh, cheaper experience that I recommend that's, a, that's memorable, a lot of fun, and also easily accessible for kids, but it's crabbing. Have you ever been crabbing? No. The so, name crabbing feels a little interesting. <laughs> like what, what feeling does it give you? Well, Describe it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Crabbing. <laughs> i just feel like it's kind of implied that anytime you use the word crab it's got some some other connotations <laughs> you know that's all i'm saying crabbing i don't know so <laughs> so crabs are um they y- y- you you hunt for them in the um brackish water that the sort of the rivers that lead out into the ocean okay mm-hmm. and they are, and so you, the what the way you get them is by <laughs> tying some raw chicken, usually chicken mm-hmm. necks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To to a thing that has a weight on it, and then you just lower this thing into the water on a string. Yeah. And so it's a string with some chicken at the it's end. It's Pretty simple. It's so simple. That's why it's so accessible. And the crabs, they they grab onto it, but it doesn't stick them like a fish gets stuck with the hook. Yeah, they hook themselves. They, they hook, clamp on. They it. clamp on. Their greed is what kills them. Is yeah. what it, it puts them in peril. So they they put their they put their claws onto the chicken, and then you just grab them up and you put them in the mm-hmm. in the cooler. But since we're talking about budgeting, you know, one of those little crabby things is like two bucks for that thing uh, for the for the weight with the string. Okay. Right? You know, okay. Uh huh. Chicken necks. Cheap, right? And then you go out there and have a family time together. <laughs> Chicken nets. And then you have to have it you have to have a net, right? And so the net costs eight bucks or something like that. Uh-huh. And then you put the crab into um you can throw it away back into the water if you want, or you can cook them. Yeah. And so we would throw the little ones and the mothers that had baby back into the water and the ones that were big enough, we put them in the cooler and we took them home, we cooked them. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, so was you there can like get out a- for like twenty or thirty bucks, you can have this like really fun. I yeah, mean, as long as you don't mind eating animals that you catch, you know? <laughs> right? You can have this this fun time that's accessible. You don't have to get a a boat or go out in the yeah. high seas, and there you go. So, how, how did you learn about this? And was there like a shop near the beach that yeah. you stopped by that kind of hooked you up with the gear, and then you were on your own, or what? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. There was a shop near the beach. I'd heard of it. Just people talked about crabbing. It was uh-huh. a, a pamphlet here or there. Where yeah. I was like, well, what is that? How do you do that? And so. We did it first time like eight or ten years ago, and so then it, that was the other thing that came up as one of the experiences my kids remembered is um, the, from the vacation was crabbing. Yeah, crabbing. But it was rel- they, relatively inexpensive to do. Yeah, we got crabs. We put them in the thing. We boiled them up. We yeah. boiled some of them up, and we ate them. And were they pretty decent? Yeah, they were. They were good. They were yeah. good. Yeah, that's the kids were reluctant to eat the crabs though. Because they caught them, or be, yeah, uh, more because they're they're gross. I mean, they they can be. They're not. Crabs in general are just—they are. I mean, they're you know they're they're grabby, right? Yeah. So there's that. But then they get them out of the mud, <laughs> and then you put them in this thing, and then you boil yeah. them. But the, when I say they're gross, I mean the claws are not gross, right? You just crack them open, and the meat is inside. Yeah. But the bodies are. There's meat in there, but right. you got to pop them open and sort of clean out the guts and take off some of the oh right the gills. Right. I guess they're the gills there. And then once you get underneath all that, you have the actual meat that you can eat. So so that's different than a lobster where a lot of the meat is in the, the claws. The tail. And the tail. I guess. Right? I, I've never done lobster, but yeah. But the, the crab meat's like the inside body part of the crab. That's where the meat is. Well, the, I would say it's two, two 
just to the claws. Okay. The arms leading up to the claws. Yeah. And then inside the body. In the body. Yeah, three yeah. places. Yeah, I can see that being a little gruesome for some kids. Or just <laughs> not gruesome, but like kind of gross. Yeah. You gut it, and then it's like, uh, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> you know? It's not chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, yeah. So have you had any uh, conversations about weekly this week? Yeah, I have actually. So this past week, speaking of vacation, my, my parents and my in-laws were both in town, which was a real treat for our kids and us, obviously good to see our parents, but particularly our kids. We moved from Utah to North Carolina a few years ago and they miss Utah. So when, when the grandparents come to town, that's, that's a real treat. But I talked to both of my parents about weekly and had some really good discussions. Um, it's amazing how when you start talking about budgeting, all sorts of different relationship dynamics unfold, right? There's different uh, expectations about money, different mindsets that people had from their families when they were growing up that carry into adulthood. Yeah. And you kind of got to merge those. Did you discover any of those? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind sharing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I particularly worked with my, um, with my mother-in-law who is uh, not real involved with the, the managing of the fine finances, but spends a lot of the money, which is, which is probably not uncommon, right? Where you've got one, um, spouse who's doing most of the, uh, money management or for whatever reason, they're more inclined or they just have, um, more experience managing finances. So they pay the bills, they're managing the income. Um, but then the other spouse can sometimes be a little bit in the dark in terms of what's actually, available to spend and how is that being tracked? And, um, most people these days have several different accounts. And so you can have credit card accounts and checking accounts and money kind of floating around and it can be difficult to really monitor your spending well. And so as I kind of got her going on the concept of weekly and talked to my father-in-law more about it, um, there were some interesting things that were uncovered um, one of them is kind of this, uh, what did we call it earlier? This, this kind of, uh, obfuscation around what's happening with finances, right? Mm -hmm. Where money is being spent. Sometimes like spouses want that to be a little bit in the dark, you know, yeah. they, they maybe subconsciously don't want that totally in the light, um, because you got to account for it. And sometimes it's hard or sometimes maybe you spend money on something that your spouse doesn't approve of or just thinks is wasteful. Right? right. Yes. And so a lot of those conversations came up, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here with weekly is to simplify the budgeting aspect of it to get this agreement of, uh, how much money is available to be spent. And I think if we can get that in place, then there can be less concern about where the money is going. I think it's a lot easier if both partners agree you know, this is our income, these are our regular expenses, and this is what's available to spend, and we're going to stay within that. Then so long as all the, you know, critical needs of food and, and fuel and things are taken care of, then uh, where the rest of the money goes isn't as important. And I think it's easier to, to kind of lay off your spouse and let them buy things that are important to them. So how do you create this system that allows people to structure staying on budget, but also the, um, space, I guess, uh, to be able to spend on things without feeling monitored or judged or, um, 
you know, happy about their happy mm-hmm. about their spending. How do you discover that balance? Yeah. Is the question that I guess we're gonna we're gonna be running into. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think I think it really is a a step by step process where you just got to get one one step at a time. And if you can get uh, everyone in in agreement with how much you're making and where that money's going with your recurring expenses and then agreeing to spending less than what's left, then that's a good first step. And I think surprisingly, not everyone is there, right? If you're not in that situation where you basically agree to what your circumstances are, uh, with what your income is and your expenses, then you got to start there, you know, talk about, do you want to have more money to spend? Do you want to have more money available for vacation? And if you do, then what's it going to take to get that? Is it increasing your income? Is it reducing your recurring expenses? Um, and and what's the most uh, functional way for you to accomplish that together? Or if you're uh, single, then it could be just yourself, right? You can have that conversation with yourself. Um, something that really stuck out to me as I was thinking or talking to my, my parents and my in-laws and, and just thinking about the situation of the budget. A budget is really, it's an agreement, it's an agreement between you and your spouse. Potentially, it's an agreement with just yourself um, on where your money's going and, and staying within the parameters that you've set. And if you don't follow that, then there's this breaking of trust. And I think sometimes that can really polarize relationships where one person is thinking, we should not be spending any money. We should be like saving all of our money and really putting it aside because there's this lack of trust in the spouse who is spending more money than, um, than they've agreed to spend. And so then, you know, more money is being spent and they feel restricted by their spouse who wants to save everything. And so there's kind of this polarizing effect. And I think coming to terms again with this kind of the first baseline, um, can really help solve some of those problems. Mm -hmm. I think you phrased it well when you were saying, it's not monitoring what you're spending money on. It's monitoring how much money you're spending. Is yeah, that right? Exactly. So yeah, there's a fixed amount of money that you're making in many situations, right? You have your income and you can only spend that money. You can spend it wherever you want, but you can only spend it once. And so if you are monitoring that spending flow, which weekly is really designed to help you do, then you're going to be on track. You're, you're going to meet all your savings goals because those are already built in. Um, you're, and then you have money to spend on whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're squared away there. But managing the, the what you're spending on uh, can be much more flexible and, and less, uh, you know, less to worry about there. Right. And so you and your wife spend out of the same account, but you're also spending out of the same weekly account. So you're sharing the same weekly uh, safe to spend number. We do. Correct. And that tends to work pretty well for us. Um, I think as weekly expands, I'd be interested in, in exploring having, uh, individual allowances that are just for ourselves personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to have money that I could use without feeling like it's coming from the family budget, right? Like the one number in a lot of ways that could be like even buying stuff for my wife. But it's like from right, me because right. I have like this money gift that, or something. Right. And if like, you spend money that's like she could have spent too, it's kind of like, eh. It's like hard to feel like you, you really bought, bought her something that you're sacrificing. Yeah. It's kind of like I bought you something with your money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
I was um, going to say, do you ever pop in there and it's like, there's an $80 decrease and you're like, what the <laughs> happened? Or is it, yeah. or, or is she the more the one that's like, you're spending 80 bucks and she's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Who's more of the, the, who's more of the person that, well, Anna, Anna, um, just by her role in our family spends the majority of the money because she's buying the kids clothes. She's buying the food. Uh, we're a one car family. So I take the, the bus. And so she has the gas payment that comes out of our allowance. Um, and so I try to keep my um, expenses low, but we also do this thing where at the beginning of the week, we have a planning session where we just talk about, you know, what are the upcoming expenses for the week? Where do we think the bulk of our money is going to be going? Uh-huh. And that really helps get us on the same page where um, I feel like in our relationship, it's very transparent. Um, it's very um, open and we're communicative. And so we, we know where money's going and, and we're both kind of in alignment there. I think in some relationships, it may not be that tight knit. And in that, that case, I think it, it may make uh, sense to have uh, individual spending accounts where, you know, you can just manage your own spending. Right. And so that, that functionality will be incorporated into weekly in the future. Yeah. It's still work in progress. Right. Which is where we would like to hear from you podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. If you have ideas or if you'd like to talk about this subject with us, we would, even love to entertain having um, users on the phone so we could talk to them and people could listen to, you know, uh, how they manage money, the challenges with it, the successes with it. And we could just sort of explore these topics because uh, we want to make the world's best budgeting software. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> That's right. All right. Exactly we're going to take a right. short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the new features that have been launched, some feature requests that we have gotten some uh, user feedback. So stay tuned. More to come. Like pal, just okay. glass water. Here you go. What time is it? It's like early, like six thirty in the morning. In the morning, it's cold. Water's cold. Water's the sun's not but up it's yet. Summertime. But it's summertime. It's like warm on the beach, but out on the water, it's cold, and the water's cold. Who's with you? Is it just you? It's uh, no. It's the. It's whoever's up for getting up and going water skiing or wakeboarding early in the morning. So it's like me and my older siblings and my dad. Your dad is rocking this song. Oh yeah, and he's got the uh, he's got a bandana around his head. He's got his swim shorts on, cut off shirt. Just in his element. I could feel it. And at what point do you like break out the skis? Pretty quick. Do you wait for the drum solo or? Yeah, well, it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. We like get out there. This song's going as soon as we leave the leave the shore. Starts going. How old are you? I was probably 10 or so when we bought the boat. And we had it for six years or so before we didn't use it as much and ended up selling it. But Okay. And your older brothers are out there? Yeah. I've got one older brother one. and and uh, two, two or three. I have three older sisters. But, oh, sorry. Older siblings. Right. Yeah, o- sorry. yeah, older siblings. But, you know, several of them would come out depending on 
if they were filling up for it that early in the morning. Just to give listeners a little background, I was like, Dan, tell me your summer vacation song. And he says, Phil Collins, <laughs> in the air at night. Yep. I was like, I got I to gotta play it. I got to understand the story behind that. Like because I see it song. as like a nighttime. I get this Miami Vice feel for some mm-hmm. reason. And now that you mentioned the boat on the water, do you know yeah. Miami Vice? Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Uh, it's a TV show from the 80s. But anyway, okay. there's often like water scenes and like yeah. guns and stuff like this. And like, I feel like <laughs> Phil Collins is always playing, playing this song in the background. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. I wish we could listen all the way to the drum solo, but. We better get on to the business of weekly. <laughs> it could be a while. Uh, we were going to talk about some feature requests. So yeah, I want to let users requests. know that we have our ears on. What are a couple things people have asked yeah, for? Yeah, so it's exciting to get user feedback and feature requests. Uh, it kind of gives you a, an insight into what users are thinking, uh, how they see the development of the app going forward. Yeah. And to compare that with how we envision the app. Uh, so a couple of the things that have been requested are, um, A, the ability to view previous weeks. So mm-hmm. that you used to have that uh, feature in place, and it was actually intentionally removed with the idea of bringing it back in a different way. And so when you're reviewing previous weeks, it can be helpful to go and just see what the, the allowance was, how much you spent, what the transactions are. But there's other things that can be even more helpful Uh like trends over time, how much your allowance has changed over time, how much your spending has changed, which weeks you stayed within your safe to spend any weeks that you overspent. Um, and then potentially drilling out into more detail and seeing transactions. And so, uh, we do have every intention of bringing that functionality back to see previous weeks and we hope to make it even better than it was before. Cool. And the other request is about starting weeks on certain days. Yep. So uh, there was actually a, a great request from, uh, I feel like he's a friend of mine now. We've been emailing back and forth so much. Uh, Bendik from uh, Europe. He's over here as an exchange student. Yeah. Um, using Weekly and excited about it. He awesome. said uh, as soon as he heard the podcast, he was hooked on the idea. But uh, he Shout said. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> He said, I don't know why it is that in the United States we start weeks on a Sunday, but he thinks the week should start on a Monday. That's when he wants to start his budget. Okay. We had another user reach out uh, saying that they've, they're paid weekly, so weekly works great, but they're paid on Friday, and so they want to start uh, their budget on the Friday when they get paid so to kind of bring it in alignment with their cash flow. Uh, so definitely a feature we want to support. So we're we looking do plan for, on supporting that. Yep. Yeah, we're just looking for the, the right implementation because if you uh, start – um, using weekly on a Sunday and then, uh, subsequently change it to a different day of the week. Uh, we need to make some adjustment in your spending for that current, uh, time period, which may be more or more or less than seven days based on what your new start day is. Right. Um, and so we've got to, we've got to build that out and, and that'll tie into, uh, the notifications we send out to start a new week and, and a whole bunch of other things. And so, uh, if it was easy, it would be done already, but uh, we definitely have that slotted for development. Cool. So let's talk about uh, some the things that have been launched in the past couple of weeks. Yes. Really excited about them. Yes. Uh, uh, why don't you take the first one? Great. Uh, so account management 
is uh, something we've wanted for some time. So when you come into weekly, you link your bank accounts and the, the primary function there is to get your transactions in automatically. Uh, so a lot of users find it's helpful to input transactions manually just right when they spend something. Uh, but the added benefit of being able to pull it in dynamically from your bank or your credit card or your whatever financial institution uh, gives a lot of uh, comfort knowing that you're not going to miss any transactions. Oh, yeah. Or if you just want it to totally rely on pulling it in from the bank, you can do that. Yep. And so uh, we have all the, the bank data, but we haven't shown it yet in the app until now. So now within weekly, we have a new accounts tab where you can go view all of your linked institutions. You can see the accounts associated with those, what the balances are. Uh, you can also uh, update your credentials if you change your username and password to any of those um, or delete the institution entirely from weekly. Yeah. And so those are all new features. Uh, we've been thinking about uh, security mm -hmm. along those same lines uh, in terms of uh, how we store information, how uh, we give users control over the data that we have and, you know, be able to either delete it or just understand how it's being used. And so uh, we connect with a service called Plaid that handles all the authentication with the banks and securely stores your credentials to pull your account information. Uh, and so we don't have the burden of storing that information. We simply have a token that uh, gives us access to pull the data, um, which makes it uh, super secure for you as a weekly user. Uh, and also um, with this new uh, release gives you the ability to, to manage those credentials and manage the institutions that are linked. Yeah. And one other uh, wrinkle on that is when people put in their username, password to link their bank accounts, it grabs all of the accounts in associated with that user so you may not want to pull information from some accounts i mean exactly you may have business account, a business account you may have investment a, accounts maybe. investment accounts yeah um and so what you can do now is use the you can turn them off just those accounts those mm -hmm. bank accounts but still be using your those checking or savings or investment accounts but you're still using your bank account login to get access to all those checking and other types of accounts. Right. We're using that word accounts for different types of things. So yeah. I was trying to make that clear. I don't right. know if I helped. Right. No, exactly. So in, in plaid world, you link an institution and then from those credentials, we have access to all the accounts that are, that you can see if you, if you logged into your, your website for your bank, your, your online banking. Yep. You can see, see all those institutions. But like you said, some of those you'll want to turn off if they don't, uh, play into your daily spending that you're tracking. So now you can do that, uh, really easily. Um, you can turn it off and, and on within the accounts tab. Yeah. But you can also link multiple institutions, Correct. AKA banks, and there'll mm -hmm. be, could be multiple accounts in multiple banks yep. and that, and weekly will handle all that for you, yep. allowing you to turn off, yeah. turn off the individual accounts or turn off the bank as a whole. That's what you were yep. saying, right? Yep. Exactly. Okay, great. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, and if you do, all right. So important note to the users, very, very important is if you want to download the latest version of weekly, don't go to the app store today and download it. Today is timestamp July 30th, 2019. 2019. <laughs> don't go to the app store and type in weekly to try to download it. You won't find us there. We are still in beta. You have to open your test flight app and then download the update from within test flight. If you have never heard of weekly and you want to get access to this app that we're talking about, Go to weeklybudgeting.com and there is a button on the homepage 
that links you to test flight with an invitation. You download test flight, then you redeem the code to get access to the weekly beta. That's how you get access to our app. And then once you have the app, if you already have the app, if you want to update it, you open test flight first, update it inside of test flight, and then you'll get the latest code. Bingo. All right. Yep. Exactly. We had someone, be, we had, someone was confused about that last week. They went to weekly and they got us confused with another product. So, right. <laughs> um, Hey, would you like to share some of our positive feedback? Yeah, Always. We've had a lot actually man. coming in. Um, it's, it's really fun to see, uh, users who are, are using the app and, and catching the idea of the concept. Um, one of our users this past week, uh, couple of weeks, who's been, uh, uh, really involved. His name's Corey and shout out to Corey, shout out to Corey. He's given us a bunch of good feedback and he gave us some grammatical corrections on our guide. He so did. yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. You hopped right into the <laughs> Google docs and, and made some updates for us. It and was we, amazing. We published those. And so we're grateful for his help, but uh, in one of his emails, he said, the concept here is very simple. I am one who has a major, who has major intentions to stay on a budget, but I've never been able to stick to it throughout the entire month. This is this meaning weekly has already given me a sense of accomplishment and ability to take my budgeting to the next level. Fantastic. And then Man. if I could read this next one was from Hannah who said, I was thrilled when I found weekly, I was like, yes. Finally, someone who gets it. I've tried Mint, which was fine. Oops, don't shade on Mint. But <laughs> but for some reason, I never stuck to it. So in my experience with monthly budget, I end up not checking my budget as much as I should, and then I miss things, and that sometimes can be a horrible thing. Weekly keeps us in check with our finances, and we don't have to worry as much. My whole life, I've never been a numbers person, so it appeals to me to not have to stress whether I calculated or input, it, or input things right. It's already there. Wow. Fantastic. I feel like we could have just written those reviews ourselves and yes. then just read them. Yeah, see, this is what it is. <laughs> no, it's great to have, have such great support and, and people that are willing to, um, you know, to try out the app while it's in beta. We're still working through things. They, you know, the, the updates are a little clunky through test flight and everything. And so really appreciate the involvement and the support and, and enthusiasm for yep. the app. Yeah. And if there's someone who's thinking about it, you know, give it a try. It's so low risk right now. Yep. It's not really disruptive to anything you have going on. You link your bank account, you see if it works for you. Go in there and see. And if yep. it doesn't work for you, you know, let us know about yeah. that. Let us know yeah, why. You know, it. what 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 was it? What would make it better? We're we're all ears, but we, you know, we know sort of as foundationally we want to listen to users. So thank you for for letting us hear your thoughts. And I think, I think that's that about it. Does it we ben. did it. We made it through. <laughs> Another oh, great week. Right. So any party thoughts? Uh, keep after it. Keep your chin up. Okay. You know, sometimes budgeting can be grueling as I kind of experienced this past week. Uh, and, and I know how, how it's a real challenge for a lot of people. And, and I'm, I'm really excited to be, bringing both an app, but also content and ideas that can help, uh, in your journey. So keep it up. Okay. This is uh, drew. This has been drew Adams. Dan C. Taller signing off for budgeting redefined. Thank you. Rose, so